Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Flick Talk with Fee and Belle. I'm Fee. And I'm Belle. And today we are diving into a brand new rom-com, brand new movie. Well, it's an old movie. Yeah. An oldie but a goodie. So this is, um, we're diving into Bend It Like Beckham, which is which basically used to be on every Christmas. Really? It did, yeah. Every Christmas. Either Christmas... Either on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, it would always be on. Okay. In the evenings. Around wow. like 11, 12-ish. Yeah, it would always be on. But not anymore. So this oh, is yeah. going to shock you. But I have oh. never ever seen this movie before. This is my first <gasps> time watching it. As an Asian person, I know. Living in like near Hamslow, I've never watched this movie. Fee. I know. I cannot believe it because, oh my gosh. This I've watched. I've probably seen it about four or five times. My friends always used to say it because they were like, obviously I'll get into this later. But like basically, this film was filmed around my like near my house, mm. and everyone used to be like, "Oh my god, how do have you not watched watched this movie? It's literally filmed around your like you know like the garden oh and the park gosh. bits and stuff." And yeah. I was like, "It's just never cut. Like I've never like seen it on TV or anything. And I was just assuming oh, that it was like no. stereotypically like horrible. So I just didn't watch it obviously until our movie." Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. First time watching it. I do. I'm obviously like I'll rate it later on, but it surprised me. I'm just gonna say that. In a good way or a bad way? I'll leave that to the end (laughs) for my rating. Okay. Fine. 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 Okay. So, um, let's dive into the intro. Mm -hmm. Um, and just give um our listeners an idea of what the movie's about. So, um, it's about 18 year old Jess Jess Bamra. Um, she's the daughter of a strict Indian couple living in London and unlike her sister Pinky who is engaged um, and soon to be married Jess dreams of becoming a famous football player just like her idol David Beckham Mm -hmm. her parents are against this this idea of her playing football instead they've got big plans for her to become a lawyer Um, she doesn't think anyone in in her family understands her dreams so she plays football in secret with some local boys at the park. When Jess is playing for fun one day, uh, her impressive skills are seen by Jules Paxton, who then convinces Jess to play for her semi-pro team. Jess uses elaborate excuses to hide her matches from her family, whilst also dealing with her romantic feelings for her coach, Joe. Mm-hmm. True that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you think it sums it up? Would you add or take away anything? For sure, I think it's like perfectly summed up. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to move over to the direction. So ev- mm. obviously everyone knows this was directed by Gurinder Chadda, who is like one of my favorite filmmakers and someone that like I really aspire to in terms of screenplay and writing. Like I love her. Um but yeah, I love her screenwriting and I love her movies. They're just like so they they I think they perfectly like um capture what it is to be like a british indian like growing up even Mm -hmm. if you you're born from a different country and whatever like it's um obviously it's so stereotypical in this movie in some ways obviously i'll get to that but like it's also like um right i I don't know i think this especially when i was watching this movie this reminds me of the england that i grew up in and like britain that i grew up in kind of thing and it's just so like refreshing to have that kind of like (laughs) 
like voice because every every time like something happened I was like oh my god I can so really like this just makes so much mm. sense um but yeah obviously um moving on to Gwenda Chadda we know her from she's done um Paji on the Beach uh Bendy Like Beckon of course Bride and Prejudice which was another favorite yeah and really really like super successful movie that she did um Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging which is one of my favorites oh yeah. yeah I went to watch that in the movie oh I didn't th- I didn't think I... I I went to watch that in the movie I went to watch that in the cinema oh, when it okay. first came out yeah. I think I watched it on a sleep in a sleepover once in my friend's house and like yeah, yeah we loved it I loved the guy in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging um he's what's so like... funny is he is it Aaron Johnson yeah and he's married to that lady yeah the maturely the one who like did 50 shades of gray the like direction oh the author no 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 the director director. yeah yeah yeah. the director oh wow um yeah and then she's also done it's a wonderful afterlife and very recently and i think this one was really successful as well um is uh viceroy's house is that how you said vice and i really like this movie i don't know if you've ever watched this but it was like in 2017 very new um, but yeah, so um, Gurinder Chadda also wrote and directed the um, movie. Um, it was also written by Paul Maeda Burgess, um, Guljeet Bindra, um, and produced by Gurinder Chadda and Deepak Nayar. Cinematography was by Jong Lin, um, and edited by Justin Krish. Music was by Craig Puse. I really like the music was really interesting mm-hmm. in a good way like it wasn't like too like stereotypical yeah. Indian it was like I really liked the kind of mix and how like she it was like operatic but it was also like very mm. classic and stuff which is really funny um yeah so it was produced by Bendit Films and Road Movies Film Production um distributed by Helkson SK in the United Kingdom and Fox Pictures in the United States um and the one of the facts that i also had was that it was made on a budget hold on to your hat of six million dollars which translates to 3.7 million dollars but the box office was 104.6 million dollars so that is crazy i mean good for them that is yeah She's. I think she's also known as to do like really commercial, like successful films. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because even even Bride and Prejudice was like crazy. It was very popular in the U.S. I think more than more more so than in right. The UK. And it's uh... um filming. So pr- uh, principal pr- photography began on 18th June 2001. A variety of locations around London and Shepparton Studios um for the nine week shoot and then they did like a three day in hamburg germany um fun fact a lot of the film a lot of the film was shot around where i grew up and i i don't live there now so obviously now i can say it on the podcast <laughs> um but you know the the bit the pavilion bit where like tony comes out oh yeah 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 so that is a park that is literally used to be behind my house oh my gosh. and i like it was so crazy because I was like, that's a pavilion. And we call it the pavilion because me and my friends always used to like just take pictures and hang out there. But it's just so crazy. And then even parts of like, you know, when they were playing football, I was like, I swear yeah. to God, I know this park. Oh my goodness. And I was like, oh my God, this is the park. Um, and it was crazy. And I was like, 
I how come I never knew this? But then oh, I I remember so that cool. one of my best friends used to be like, you know, it's literally shot mm. outside your house. And then there were actually bits. I think they actually did film in, on our street as well because I recognized some of the houses, oh. and I was like, what was <laughs> I doing? <laughs> Um, but then obviously it was I think we hadn't moved in to that house there I think yeah so we didn't move in then so we moved in like a year after um but yeah th- I it, it doesn't have a plaque or anything like even after it doesn't have a plaque that Ben like Beckham was shot here nothing because normally like if you if you like if there are famous kind of movie scenes they have plaques and this one yeah. just did it and I, and I knew it and I was like that's the pavilion oh gosh that's is that, oh my god I can't um, believe that that's oh. it's such a weird coincidence and obviously Hounslow is really close to me as well like all of the things I just mm. remember Southall I mean if you're Asian of course you know Southall Southall is that massive street it's just literally like li- Little India that's what everyone calls it um and it's just yeah it's so nostalgic because like that's how i remember those places to be and like um even so you know the stadium that they're playing in it's called yedding football club right and so that was that is actually also like behind one of uh behind my house like it's like a football stadium and i remember this because they there used to be it's just be so annoying there used to be a friday night football every single (laughs) every friday night there used to be a football game and you could just hear it from the stadium and i was like that is the stadium because like it's so close and like um i recognize the bits outside as well and i was like this is crazy how how come there's not big of that made like a big of a deal that like the fact that bendy like beckham was shot basically around where i lived um but yeah it was crazy um and so yeah i think most of it it was in london and then sorry hate like hanslow and yedding and all of that kind of good stuff um and yeah i think i'm gonna pass it over to bell for the Mm -hmm. cast so let's um start with the main character um jess's character so um she's played by parmenda nagra um and Mm -hmm. um She's actually been in ER, which I think John Clooney was in. Um, it's like the hos- hospital so. drama. But yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, remember. she's been in ER. Um, she's been in um the Blacklist, which was I think that was on around 2016, 2017 or so. I've um, heard of it. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I still need to watch it. Um, and um, there's also she was in um Agents of Shield, the Agents of Shield series, which. I remember. Oh, the Marvel. Yeah, thing. I remember that was an E4 for yeah. a while, actually. And yeah. then we've obviously got Kira Knightley, who plays Knightley. Jules, and obviously, every you, we all know who Kira Knightley is. If you don't, we all I'm know sure who you Kira know her is. by face, and maybe don't know her name, but yeah. So she's obviously been in movies like Pride and Prejudice. She's like a hot, massive Hollywood actress. Um, now so she's and I think actually this movie was like her first movie and it who is Kira Knightley's I think she was in like adverts oh. and stuff when she was young I thought you I think oh, okay I thought you said Bollywood actress and I was oh, like no, Hollywood Kira Knightley's <laughs> not in a Bollywood <laughs> no because she's a massive Hollywood <laughs> actress I was gonna say I was like huh are we talking about the same um, Kira Knightley yeah <laughs> god could you imagine Kira Knightley in Bollywood oh, that's hilarious goodness. But yeah, so obviously she's been in movies like um, uh, Pirates, Love yeah, Love Actually, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Collateral Beauty, Imitation Game, Imitation Game, yeah. yeah. So yeah, she's been in loads, um, yeah, loads of movies. 
We said Pride and yeah. Prejudice, yeah. Um, yeah. And then moving on, we've got um, Jess's sister, um, Pinky, who is played by Archie Punjabi. And guys, the, she, yeah. we see her in the classic movie East is East. Um, and she's one of the siblings. I haven't watched that either. Fee! I know, I'm such a disappointment to Asians. She, no, she plays like the one, the sister. It's, so it's like a family of three boys. I think three or four boys, okay. and then she's the sister. So yeah, she she literally looks exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But um, she's been in East and East, um, she's been in Life on Mars, and she's also been in The Good Wife, which I never actually watched. Yeah. yeah. Remember we talked about that, and yeah. this is this she's like a lead and basically they had a fight and then they had to shoot like this yeah. because they couldn't stand yeah. each other in the same room kind of thing yeah. Oh, gosh. yeah and then we've got um the male lead jonathan reese myers who plays um their coach joe and um, he is irish actor model and musician and also go- a golden globe award nominee um which he was oh, nominated yeah. for for his role as henry the eighth in the historical drama show The Tudors, which I never watched, but yeah, no, I no. don't either. And he's in something. It just I I can't I can't put my finger on it. I don't know. Like, I recognize him yeah. from something. I know I've seen him from part from. He's been in from Paris with Love, and I think that's with John Travolta. And I watched that years ago when it kind of first came out. But. I, I checked on Wikipedia and he's on he's on Mortal Instruments and I watched the first one. Uh, so I don't know if that's where I know him from or I know him from somewhere right. else. I mean, he, he's also been know. in Mission Impossible me. 3. I don't know if that's... If you watched I it. I've never watched Mission no. Impossible. Okay, we move on. Yeah. So... That does not interest <laughs> me. We've also got um, Shazne Lewis, um, who... <laughs> as um, Mel, we've got... Um, Anupam Kerr, who plays Jess's dad. Um, he plays Jess's yeah, dad, Mohan Singh. Yeah, I, I knew I knew his face, and he is in New Amsterdam, which... Yeah, he's in New yeah, Amsterdam, yeah, he's yeah. He's in New Amsterdam, um, but um, he's also been in quite a few things. He's been in Bride and Prejudice. He's also been in... He's a massive, like, he he's a massive Bollywood um, superstar. He's like, yeah, he's been in that, and then he's been in, like, one of those really famous. Oh, I don't know. I've seen I Jurassic. Jurassic oh, is it the is it the original version or is it the one with Chris Pat Pratt? Oh, sorry, I just got it. He's in Silver Linings Playbook. He's a therapist. Oh, in he's Linings Bradley Playbook. Cooper's therapist, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's he was also in ER. Yeah. Yeah, and also something. Called- he's in ER. He's in a lot of things, and he's yeah. like basically like. Okay, I would say that he's the equivalent of Robert De Niro in oh, Bollywood. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like kind of like known as like the kind right. of godfather of acting, right. and like he also has like an acting school and stuff where like a lot of Bollywood actors go to and like and then have like become actors or whatever from that. So. Oh wow, cool! Oh, yeah, cool. he's amazing. Yeah. And then we've also got um, Shaheen Khan, who plays his wife, um, Suki, Suki. Yeah, Suki called Gamera. Yeah. And we've got yeah. Frank Harper as Alan Paxter, aka Jules's dad. We've also got um, yeah. Julia, Julia Stevenson as Paula Paxton, Jules, she plays Jules's mum. And we mm-hmm. have Amit Channa, who plays 
and Jess's um, Jess's best friend Tony, and then we've got guest stars at the very beginning who um, we so we see Gary Lineker who's playing himself. They have like a match yeah. of the day kind of scene going on. Yeah. Um, they've also got Alan Henson who plays himself and John Barnes who plays himself as well. Is that really David Beckham at the end? Yeah, with Posh. Oh, okay. I thought it was like they were they were just like stand-ins. Oh no! Things. Like even when you look at the cast, you like see him in the cast. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a really underwhelming I know. appearance. <laughs> but I feel like because it was basically named after him, they had to like honor him. Yeah, in some they had way, to like, let it make him get him to do like a guest appearance, which makes sense. To that, yeah. yeah, that's so true. Yeah, but yeah, I shall hand the baton over to you, Fee. Take it away. Okay. Um, I literally have like I'm just gonna kind of gloss over the critics and the box office. Okay. Um, so in the United Kingdom, the film grossed over eleven million pounds, making it one of the highest-grossing Black Asian-themed British films. I think obviously this is before Slumdog Millionaire, mm-hmm. so I don't think that counts. Yeah. Um, with thirty-two point five million dollars in U.S. box reviews, um, I think it. I think it undergrossed like She's the Man or something. Um, but it f- overall grossed $76.6 million. Um, so in terms of review, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 85% based on 154 reviews with an average rating of 7.2 out of 10, um, calling it inspiringly, inspiring, ca- compassionate with a slight undercurrent of social comedy. Mm. That is true. Um and I think yeah I think a lot of it was just kind of like um uh what's it called kind of um praising the humor of it um praising like some of the themes that come up like um sexuality you know Tony um like being in the closet kind of like and like being afraid to come out that was I think something that was um they said that it was like a positive thing that they kind of included um um so I'm just gonna go on to the soundtrack mm-hmm. um a lot of so i didn't realize this but there is a lot of songs from the spice girls especially posh of course and mel C. um but obviously a lot of it is kind of um in, like I, I don't know if it's bollywood or indian classical songs so like if you're a proper um, like indian classical fan you know nusrat fatali khan who's like uh who's basically kind of like a kawali singer which is like classical like devotional kind of music um and he's kind of known for that so it was like um it's the you know it's the songs where they're kind of mixed together basically um but we also have mel c with independence day there's a fact coming about that soon um we have blondie atomic um we have uh posh spice i wish victoria beckham um curtis mayfield move on up um and yeah i think a lot of them are just kind of combined with pure like bollywood movies uh, uh bollywood music sorry um like there's also one by Malkit singh with jind mahi and i think that is mixed with the mel c song i think it is can't remember but yeah i like that i think i was saying this to bell as well before is that i really like the fact that it was kind of like 
literally showing the best of the both worlds yeah. kind of thing and mixing them together yeah. like even when she's playing football it's very operatic but it's also like like just the pumping of like the bangra music which is like obviously an extension of punjabi music um and stuff and it's just like i think it was just bang on the soundtrack i really loved it um and they actually described the genre as bangra pop um the label was milan entertainment and cube records um and obviously as i said before it was i think uh, the music was by Chris Pures, I think it was. Um, yeah, Pures, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a bit um, on the music, and I think I'm gonna go into the facts. Is that okay, Bob? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first fact, which is kind of sad, but also like kind of nice and wholesome, I guess, was um, Perminda Nagra, who plays Jess, was worried that the scar on her leg would prevent her from getting the role of Jess. Instead, the scar and the story behind it were worked into the script. I thought it was the opposite way around. I thought it was a script and they like probably did prosthetic. That's what I thought. I didn't um, I didn't realise it was actually real. That's Yeah, wow. same. Um, the Hanslow Harriers team does not exist in real life, but almost <laughs> all the players in the movie were professional footballers. Um, this is an interesting one. This is the first Western film allowed to be sh- shown in no- North Korea. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm guessing because obviously it's like proper propaganda skin strict, but still, like. That's interesting. I wonder why it was this movie they chose. Yeah, I don't understand. About the movie. Hmm. I don't know. Um, Okay, next one. Beating out established players by like Louis Figo and Ronaldo, Parminda Negro won the 2002 Federation International Day Football Association. FIFA's International Football Personality of the Year Presidential Award. She was the first female to ever receive the honour. But she's not a football player. Yeah, so was it like, so, oh, you did a football movie, well done. Yeah, but that, that she's not a football player, yeah. though. Like, obviously, I love it that she's got that, but like... That Imagine them sense. calling you up and you're like, I was just pretending, guys. I was all like... Yeah. <laughs> that's really That's sweet. so weird. Yeah, that's odd. Um, many of the wedding guests in the movies were relatives of director Gurinder Jadda and they re- added realism by throwing themselves wholeheartedly into the scenes, treating the shoot as if it were a real wedding. That's so funny. That is so <laughs> Asian cute. as well. Like just uh, asking your people to turn up and be like, get it in the shot. <laughs> That's really cute. Um, Saves money as well. Why not? Um, Mel C wanted her song Independence Day to be used in the film but the lyrics did not work so she rewrote them in order for the song to be used Oh wow! Okay. as I mentioned the previous fact about Mel C mm. um, although football star David Beckham and the term bend are well known in the UK they were virtually unknown in the US as such when the time came from the film's US release 20th century Fox marketing execs suggested changing the title to move it like Mia alluding to Mia uh, alluding to US football soccer star Mia Hamm director Gurinder Chadha objected to the name change and the film was released with its original title yeah that's so I mean I'm guessing 
Yeah, because he wasn't that famous. Yeah, I'm uh, just think. I mean, I think he was quite famous, but I think football in the UK isn't that big of a thing in America. So I feel like they yeah, kind of be like, oh yeah, Beckham, or they didn't or get they'd it, just I think. be like Posh Spice's husband. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, I feel like she's more known, like well known yeah, there, than he is. So yeah, so yeah, I can understand why they'd be like skeptical or hesitant to go with that title but I mean good for her on sticking to it yeah, yeah. exactly Um, the next point is though their characters are roughly the same age in reality there is a 10 year age gap between Berminda Nagra who was born in 1975 as opposed to Kira Knightley who was born in 1985 oh my gosh she looks wow. so young she really yeah, she looks she super young really nicely yeah she played it really well yeah um, this is a funny one. <laughs> the chauffeur driver of the Rolls Royce in the wedding scene was not an actor, but an actual chauffeur, and was unaware he was in a film. He believed instead that it was simply a wedding with lots of cameras. It was only discovered he was in the film when, to their surprise, one of his relatives <laughs> saw him in the background. That is such an amazing, like, no, Indian that thing. Is so honestly. funny. That is I hilarious. can't believe they didn't tell him, by the way, this is a movie. That is, yeah, that's so funny. Wow! Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I hope they they, they mean, gave him his check. I don't think he got paid. I mean, I'm guessing he must have just gotten paid for his like role, basically, yeah. to just basically like drive this car. Yeah. And, and like, I'm guessing, yeah. Mm. Um, a rumor regarding the film purports that by the end of the movie, Jess and Jules were originally supposed to become a couple however in no iteration of the script were the two ever romantically paired yeah i think that was such a random plot line yeah i just yeah yeah. i think yeah it was a bit of a distraction it didn't need to be there yeah but do you know what the thing is even though it was like a random thing this is i feel like this like exists and has like happened i know it's happened to some of my friends Mm. where like random aunties just see them with boys and girls or whatever and just assume that they're doing the worst it's like (laughs) it's laughable but also to the point it's true which is why i think it's just such a bang on film it's so funny because i get Um, into into that a little bit later when i talk about like the script and like the comedic parts of it literally it's hilarious um one second i'm just gonna go through Okay, uh, director cameo Gurinda Chadda at the part uh, is seen in the movie at the party the night before the wedding, and she was also in the circle of relative clapping wearing a blue suit, and she's also in the part where um, Jules and Jess are running, and you see the two aunties running in front of them. That one of them, <laughs> one of those aunties, is Gurinda Chadda. Um, <laughs> um, rather than holding, and this is a funny one as well. My last fact. Rather than holding a casting session, Gurinder Chadda sent out an invitation to the Hanslow Sikh community to appear in the wedding scenes, hoping that they would get enough people interested. The morning of the wedding scenes had so many interested parties that they had to turn people away and all the extra... (laughs) All the extras wore their own clothes, and the only scripted moments was the wa- scenes with the oh, actors. That is so hilarious. Funny. That's, that's so, so funny. Oh no, that is amazing. Um, but yeah, that is I think mm-hmm. all I have for Bend It Like Beckham. Um, 
and yeah over to okay so getting into the script um so this is of course a rom-com i i'd also add that it's a um, coming of age movie um and yeah um i'll get into that a bit more but i think it's it's mainly a rom-com um we get a lot Mm -hmm. of comedy moments mainly from not so much from the main cast but from the supporting cast so we've got um jaws's one paula who is basically she she's a bit of a she's a bit dramatic and is a bit like in fairyland and um we've also got the the comedy that comes from the aunties which i was just which she was just talking about and like you know that typical culture thing it's like this auntie tells this auntie that oh you're this is what yeah legit it still happens and it's so like Literally. literally i feel like i don't know it's because I, c- I know exactly what that looks like. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Because it still happens to this day, which is yeah. so crazy. Like, it's, it's like, just oh, ridiculous. Did you, yeah. did you hear what that person's child is? Did you see her yeah. with that guy? Like, oh my yeah, goodness, yeah. Ridiculous. And it's literally, and that's one of the comedy moments as well when they're like, like really, they're just, they've got like really gossipy aunties that just kind of spread stuff within the, the community. For so sure. And then we've, of course, we've got some romance coming from Jess and her coach, Joe. Um, and we also get a bit of a love triangle between Jess, Jules, and Joe. Um, but in the end, mm-hmm. Jess and Joe decide to kind of see how a relationship might go. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then for, sure. um, for the coming of age element, um, I just thought that came from. Um, the fact that Jess, we see Jess at the beginning go from someone who's, her mum basically dominates every conversation, um, even conversations that include plans about her future. And then she goes yeah. from someone who kind of isn't so assertive to being someone who's able to voice her feelings and her thoughts till she feels like she's heard. So I've, as, especially as an 18 year old and crossing that bridge from like being a child to being like a semi-adult and like yeah Mm -hmm. so I think that's where I thought I would say anyway some coming of age elements come through um come through there but yeah so that's um that basically covers um the script um I mean Fee did you have any additional points like we always do, we are going to discuss um, the portrayal of female relationships. So, Fee, what did you what did you think about them? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously you have like Jules and Jess, but you also have mm-hmm. Jess and her mother, Jess and her sister, mm-hmm. and the, all all the aunties in this community. Like, yeah. it's like it is such a thing where like. Um, there obviously like there are close relationships and like uh there are close female relationships in this kind of community i guess um Mm -hmm. but it also is like i think respect and like like fear of the elders i think overtakes all of that and like especially like this is one thing i didn't like is like when um when her sister's engagement broke off she like just blabbed the truth and she didn't like kind of um she didn't kind of like stick up and like stand for her sister kind of thing do you know what I mean and I think that it was kind of like a not I don't know I don't think that was a very sisterly thing to do like I wouldn't have done that even if like my sisters Mm. pissed me off like 
I would not like blurt it out and be like, oh, she's secretly living her best life kind of thing. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like there is a sense of sisterhood in that sort of thing. And obviously, again, we have to really reiterate that, like, obviously, this is like t- almost 10, 11 years ago now. And like, mm-hmm. no, not even 10, 11, 20. No, no, longer. <laughs> That's long because it was what in two thousand two thousand and two. So it's twenty one years ago if you think about it. Oh my god! I feel so old. Anyways, it was twenty one oh, wow. years ago, right? And so I'm obviously like the relationships change and stuff, but there is like obvi- like you know with some relationships you do have a hint of like um uh, kind of respecting your like parents or whatever, respecting the uh, thing, caring about what people think. Basically, that's literally the. Yeah front line of the Asian community like we just all care about what other people think and and that's why we like don't do things that make us happy unfortunately that is the truth of the matter mm-hmm. um but yeah like I I love Jules and Jess's relationship I love that Jess has someone that she can like literally confide in and like actually like I feel like Jules is the sister kind of thing and like mm-hmm. obviously they have that unfortunate fight but even with that I'm just like Jules never said that she liked him kind of thing so Mm -hmm. and uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like Jess kind of outwardedly like went for him kind of thing it it was Mm -hmm. more of he was kind of pursuing her um so yeah I think obviously like Jules and Jess's relationship is ideal but it's also like at the end of the day like you kind of come back to reality when you look at her family's relationship and her and like how there's she always kind of has to walk on thin ice and that is a fact that like a lot of people have to do that like um because mm-hmm. yeah you're just i think it's just always dis- like you're just always scared of disappointing someone or like not yeah yeah and like just not like again it's like caring about what other people think and i think that it's shown very well in this movie and i think that's why it, refl- it like kind of um affects the female relationships in this movie especially with the mom and the sister Mm. I yeah yeah I agree um I also like the uh I like the sisterhood between the actual football players right so yeah Justin I forgot Pat, that yeah yeah that's the semi-pro team I think we saw like sisterhood um um a, a nice a nice bond between them because I feel like with movies where we see a lot of female characters especially young female characters Definitely. there's always someone that's maybe jealous of the main competitiveness character. So, yeah yeah we see like maybe a mean girl or yeah like you said competitiveness but there was very much a case of like if one person loses we all lose if, yeah. if um, one person wins we all win so i like that element to it mm-hmm. um i also I was trying to think of any because obviously you've touched on I agree with everything you said about the female female relationships um I mean you've got Jess and her mum um Jess and her sister who else is there I don't think that um and Jess and Jules yeah I don't think there is anyone else Mm-mm. but um yeah I mean her mu- I think her and her mum have the typical mother-daughter relationship it's like um you know her mum is obviously coming from a place of love and coming from a place of you know i want you to have this kind of future Mm -hmm. so that you can be successful i want you to be a lawyer yeah and obviously the thought of being yeah Yeah. right the thought of being a football player is just kind of like 
it's just foreign to her right so you know and i feel like that generation it you know like imagine going to them and being like i'm an influencer I mean, there are, they're like, I guess there are people that are really accepting now, but I think that, like, there is such a, like, big community where, like, you know, it's not acceptable to be that. And, like, it's again a whole thing of what will people say? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just think that comes across really well with Jess and her mom because her mom is very focused on, oh, you know, your sister's getting married. Why don't you know to start doing this and that around the house so that you can like get married really quickly and you know find a husband and be happy forever after and that kind yeah of, you know that i you know that um mindset which of course her her mum is like thinking of her best things that's that's in her best interest when she's like oh actually i want to do play be a football player and that's obviously like all, mm-hmm. it's almost forbidden because obviously you've got her dad who wanted mm-hmm. to pursue a career in cricket and um he just what he he didn't fit in and he was um they make um in the movie they make uh what's the word i'm looking for they they basically suggest that he was racially um basically experienced racial abuse with his cricket team when he like first moved to london so yeah so um because of that he's also got this fear for jess because he's like you're not like your mm-hmm. other teammates and you know you know you you know you've kind of like you know you've got jules who um and he sees a, it as well like female yeah yeah he sees it when female. she's playing yeah. and like somebody calls her a patty like yeah exactly and, and she's like, like I, she hits her and it's like the, the her coach assumes that she just acted out and overreacted and he doesn't actually yeah. know the full story doesn't even ask her so yeah yeah that was interesting yeah but um yeah her dad has that fear that i don't want you to be treated the way that i was when you know they i wasn't accepted when um i tried to do what you want to do basically so yeah i think it's um, so sorry sorry about i just i just Mm, this just came out to me i think it's so interesting that we're talking about this given the fact that two weeks ago the same thing happened like in terms of we're talking about after this football cup and when it did not come home and how like this is and this is what like when i was watching the movies i was like this is so true like when you're paying playing for england you're playing for england but if Mm -hmm. you like get in someone's way or if you lose something you automatically you're suddenly a villain yeah yeah you automatically become a different nationality or you become an outsider and it's just like Mm -hmm. 20 years ago really and like it's still happening like yeah and people and it's just this this fake idea of like nationalism as well like where it's okay as long as we're playing the same team but if you score the same goal as i do you're gonna be called something else and i'm gonna like do you know what i mean and i was just like i that just came up to me when i was watching the movie and i was like that's so interesting that that has happened like literally two weeks ago like it's not mm-hmm. even a, a year ago or something it's crazy. yeah so it's literally still happening like very apparent still very recent. it's still very yeah still very much alive um and kicking basically because obviously if, yeah. for anyone that isn't um completely sure what we're talking about basically where have you been um, <laughs> we um the uk well um England um, lost just the World lost Cup. the game against yeah. Italy, yeah, and that was in the World Cup. And basically, the um, the 
they I believe they went to penalties. Yeah. And, and then... the the three um players it just that so were chosen that and were... The, the players that were chosen to take the penalties were three um three black um football black men, players. Yeah. 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 And they um they missed it, including the nineteen year old who was like getting racial abuse. They all got they all got basically racially abused and just it was so it's so disgusting disgustingly just yeah. abused on social media and yeah so that's what we're talking about in case anyone um may not have completely understood what it was it was we were referring to but yeah anyway we went off we digressed um, we went off on a tangent but coming coming back to our lane we will um we'll now move on to the um the portrayal of male relationships mm-hmm. so how did you feel about that be um i actually really liked the dad and i know that like obviously people might uh, disagree with him me but like i think we could have seen him be super super strict um and he wasn't kind of like um as strict that i expected him to be kind of thing he was really calm and he um what's the word he was calm and he wasn't like totally like dictating what her his daughter should do i think he always gave her a chance to speak her mind kind of thing mm-hmm. obviously he wouldn't let her do that but like um but yeah like i think she i think sorry i think he gave her the chance to like okay why is she playing football gave and went and watched her as well and obviously i think it's just those little things where like she was seen hugging the guy and like doing this and doing that and i think that's what set him off and it was like okay this is not the culture that i raised her and blah blah so i think that they have a pretty sane relationship for an asian father and and like a daughter to have like i think he's far more allowing and i think open uh, i mean obviously not far more but like he is quite open than what i expected him to be in this movie i think it would it was going to be really strict and stuff but i'm glad it wasn't and i think he's more kind of what's the word that i'm looking for he's he's more kind of um accepting i guess than his mother his, his than her mom i think mm-hmm. um he can see kind of both sides of the story um and yeah and for the male i really like um joe i think his character is so sweet and i think like i love the fact that he's like constantly like literally (laughs) going and like trying to get her like to be on this team and like trying to basically follow her dream like who does that and obviously i know it's a movie but like it's you just don't get men like that anymore like he's especially like characters like that and i think he was just so sweet yeah obviously like he has issues like he has daddy issues himself um but i think um i i like his pursuit of her and i like that like he's constantly just like wanting her to follow her dream and like is there and like he basically gives her reassurance that like she can't give up on on the stream and like she's got potential and yeah and and following her dream i think it's really cute and i love i love when a character does that and i think they're so cute together but yeah what about you Belle? yeah no i yeah i agree as well um i my favorite male character was joe i did like her dad um i i yeah i 
I, I just, um, I like that he, he wasn't like a, a domineering kind of figure. Yeah. And he was more of a, kind of like he'd, he'd listen to what she had to say and if he just kind of didn't agree I mean I I guess for him it was um, him not wanting her to pursue it was because of his experience right and I think it's that thing of he he put his fear of doing it on her Mm -hmm. and rather than kind of you know obviously the neat parents need to guide you of course they do but um, I think it's definitely a lesson that she would need to learn on her own. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't think this was the time to kind of shield her and cover her. I think this was the time for her to do it. If she if she failed or if she didn't do well at it, at least she's learned something. And if she did, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a confidence booster. That's um, potentially going to make her like a, a massive person in, and a massive person in the world. And obviously she's doing that whilst pursuing her passion yeah so um i didn't like their relationship her relationship with joe i liked as well i thought yeah. he was very um very understanding of her i love that when he saw her scar he like kind of went to her and um, yeah he tried to connect with her he was like oh look at my scar as well and you know he's like he had surgery and he's really open with her because they also connect on the fact that um his dad he kind of um, but his dad basically sees him as a disappointment yeah. and with Jess she's obviously she can connect to that because her parents obviously in the in the beginning or for most of the movie they basically don't agree with that with her going to play football so right. they connect on that um, in that sense and I liked that um, he was very persistent with her in a good way like just like yeah, you said he sure. would kind of go and kind of be her advocate to her parents and be like she's really good um, if you just let her play, you'll see that she's really good. She's got potential. So mm-hmm. I really like that as well. Yeah. Um, and um, what's the other thing? My thing was, I wasn't sure how old, how old he was. I was like, how old is he? Like, is he? I think, yeah, he's supposed to be like her? 21 or something, I'm guessing. Okay, because she yeah. was 18 and I was like, how old is he? Is this a problem? But I mean, if he's twenty one, then fine. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I was a bit like, I, there wasn't that much clarity on how old he was. So I was like, is this problematic with her dating? Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, if he's like just a few years older, then obviously, that's fine. Okay, so I think we should answer the is this relationship healthy? Because obviously, mm-hmm. that's kind of the main thing. I yeah. would you would you think that they would have gone on and like gotten married and stuff? You know, I'd like to think so, but I, my honest answer is I don't know. I'm somewhere yeah. in the middle. Same. I think I don't yeah. know. I think. I mean, like his it dad is in a solid yes. Him and his dad get along in the end, so that's like a possible. Mm-hmm. Sign that like he might be accepted kind of thing, mm. but it's it is really hard because again it's like the whole yeah. cultural thing of what will people say, right? How right, are you gonna right. raise your kids and all of that? I think that's yeah. literally the one thing that people say when you get married to someone that's or are in like a interracial or intercultural mm. is that what it's called? Marriage, um, interracial, interracial. But I think yeah. it's an interracial... Oh, I mean, yeah, for them, I think it is interracial. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah. So that's and interesting. I, that goes back to um, the conversation. She she has like a really short conversation with her sister. Yeah. Her sister's like, she says, oh, what do you think mom and dad will think if I brought home? Like, I think she says an Englishman or something. It says a good... Or, they use the word Gora, which is literally translates to white white person. Like a white guy. If I brought home a white guy. Yeah. Literally. And her sister's like, obviously, like, oh, what? Like, what so obviously you could, yeah. So it, that's exactly like what Fee's saying that. Yeah. There's that thing of like, oh, people will talk and people will say this and that. Yeah. I'd like to think, though, I think obviously, like, as strict as the culture is I think it has gotten a bit more progressive over the Mm. 20 years and I would hope to think that it has and people are more open but obviously there are like there there will be still families and like people that do believe that like you should get married to like it doesn't matter who you love it's more of like Mm. you should get married to who's like will be right in the family kind of thing which is an interesting debate which I don't agree with I think you should marry who you love I yeah I am as well. What about you, Belle? I mean, I feel like you can yeah. relate as well. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm for like interracial relationships. Yeah. And yeah, I I definitely don't have anything against it, but I do definitely think there's still the stigma of like you you can't help but notice that you. I mean, I've never been in. I've never experienced it, but I do. Like, obviously, you hear people's accounts and stuff. And like, yeah. People kind of watch, like, people kind of look or, like, there's a quick glance of... Yeah. You know, it's like you can tell that yeah. people are like, oh, like, oh, you two together? Oh, you're a couple? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, so that true. that kind of thing. And that that is very still, like, that's still very much alive. Like, people yeah. still give those looks like, oh, 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 I didn't expect that kind of thing. Yeah, I think, but I think because I've seen a lot of people that have married, especially in my culture, like I've seen a lot of people that have mm. married outside of their culture or like whatever, and I think it's worked for them. So I'm like, mm-hmm. like, do whatever makes you happy, kind of thing. And like, if you're in love, yeah. let be in love, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I, but yeah. I, 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 I like to think that we've become a more progressive society. I don't think, mm. I'm hoping it's not as restrictive um i think now we can move on to the ratings um so Belle, would you like to go first i would like to go first i i mean i i like this movie i think um it does a lot of things really well so i would give it a four out of five oh wow that's like a high rating from Belle. yeah (laughs) that that means (laughs) That means the movie's done something very well. Okay, and how would you rate this movie? Um, okay, so as I mentioned, mm-hmm. obviously it was a good surprise. I really liked this movie. Um, so I am going to rate it again. I'm going to give it the same as well. I'm going to give it a four out of five because I really enjoyed this movie. And like, it's very hard. Like sometimes, uh, very rarely I, I like a movie on the first go. So it's really good and I really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah I think I've given my reasons I think it's like I think a lot of it like represents like where I grew up kind of thing and like literally represents where I grew up it was literally the park where I used to like hang out with my friends and stuff 
Um, and it was just so much fun, like revisiting that in like Britain and like I guess growing up in that society kind of thing. So I really liked it, and um, I think I really liked it for its comedy as well. Like I think it like it could have gone very very stereotypical, and people could have talked like this mm-hmm, kind of thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it didn't, and and like it was just so kind of authentic to the experience and to the Asian experience and I think she did a good job and I think the cast was well set mm-hmm. and yeah I think everything was amazing about this story okay. so I'll give it a 4 out of 5 wonderful so look at us guys we are on the same page no decimal points today if you've been with us long enough guys you know yeah. you know that we um, we love a decimal point so <laughs> I love their accents as well. I can't remember if you you know those like Asian girls and like literally I grew up with girls. Oh that spoke yeah, in the just three girls. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, what did she say? She's like, she's like going to get a facial. <laughs> and I'm like, I literally like grew up with a girl that used to speak like this, and I was like, oh my god, it's just like all came screaming back to me. Lol. Oh my goodness. Okay. Like nah. Like in it. Nah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, the word slag. She's like, you little slag. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. Any favourite dialogues, Belle? Any favourite dialogues? Um... Oh, gosh. I like the one where he was like, your sister's so happy she's not going to realise if you're there or not. Wait, who says that? The dad or Tony? When she, they're like, she's going to like go and play, and she's play like, ball, "Oh, yeah. your sister's so happy, like she doesn't, she won't realize if you're gone," kind of thing. I'm trying to think of something the mom would have said because I feel like the mom had quite a few like the mom had I can't yeah like, quite a yeah. few like one-liners, but I can't I can't like off the top of my head think of one right now. But the mom did have <laughs> like, quite a few yeah. one-liners, yeah. There was one that she was like, oh, the woman is so successful and be like, yeah, but she's divorced. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Like, that just like, that's, but that is so, she like, aunties react that way. Like, as, like, as if divorce is an illness. And it's just ridiculous. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anyways, I think go. we are going to wrap it up. Yeah. I think we've come to the um, end of the episode. Yep. And I think what are we doing next week? Next oh, we're not week. It, next right. we will keep it hush hush for now, guys. Tune in next week to know what yeah. we discuss. And like always, comment and join in on the conversation. Let us know if you um what points um you agree with, any points you disagree with, let us know your reasons. We want to hear from mm-hmm. you all. And you can reach out to us on Instagram. Um we're on Instagram, Twitter, we are also on or you can email us, you know. Why not? Um, so our Instagram and Twitter are at FlickTalkPod. Our Gmail, if you wish to send us an email, is at FlickTalkPodcast, the number one at gmail.com. You can find us on Acast, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and on our Acast website, which we always leave a link to on the Twitter. Um, so yeah let us know what you felt about this movie and if you liked this episode um, and I think we're gonna say sayonara till then we shall be um, with you so yeah and say goodbye thank you for listening yeah take, take care. care stay safe we appreciate you bye, bye. bye.